welcome to another episode of the Recovery Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Miller. I'm a grateful recovering alcoholic and stroke survivor. Today, I'm tap- tackling a topic that might resonate with you parents out there. The main line of discussion is the subtle and sometimes not so subtle ways that alcohol can reshape who we are, our priorities, and our personalities, and the disease leads to selfish behavior because of our obsession with alcohol. The reason why parents may be able to relate to this is because I want to compare it to the way we have uh, our kids perfectly trained for life when they leave for college and when they come back on breaks, they need to be what we call in my house realigned. And my kids hate when I say this, but it's like they forget how to do the dishes pick up after themselves, shut the bathroom door so the dog doesn't eat the toilet paper, you know, all of that stuff. So before I go on, though, I do have to say that my daughter was just the last one to leave today, this evening. And while my kids and their significant others were here, they were nothing but a joy and respectful. So if you're listening, I am not talking about your visit over Christmas. I'm just kind of traveling back in time to when my kids would come home from college and we would talk about being uh, realigned. And um, we would laugh about it um, in particularly, I feel like my daughter would get, get all mouthy about it because she's like, I don't need to be realigned. But, um, they, you know, we forget. We kind of forget sometimes. So I want to bring these two topics together. So I'm going to talk a little bit in the beginning about how alcohol, um, has the that this way of reshaping us and our priorities and our personalities and can quite often make us very selfish um, and lead us to selfish behavior. Um, and then I'm going to dive into how that's comparable to the kid thing. So it should be fun. Let's see what happens. So Um, Thinking about my relationship with alcohol, it became a priority for me above almost everything else in the last two years of my drinking. This focus on the next drink um, came at the expense quite often of genuine connection with those around me, my kids, my boyfriend, my mom. It wasn't merely like walking through life with blinders on. I was like full on blind. Um, I just was not observant. I wasn't present. I didn't even, I was living in another world really in my head. And uh, I missed flights coming home from business trips with no regard, you know, for my poor children. Um, I would go to play. I would not go to places if I couldn't drink there. I wouldn't drive my kids late at night because if I were to do that, I wouldn't be able to drink 
that day or into the evening if I had to drive. Um, I broke promises. I lied. I canceled plans. I disappointed each and every loved one in my life, whether or not they were aware that it was because I was either drunk or because I was obsessed about or focused on my next drink or coordinating my plans so that I was going to be able to drink. Um, Everything revolved around drinking. I couldn't get my kids to school on time. Um, And that is something that I'll never be able to make that right. Um, That left probably a lasting impression on my children that, um, that I didn't prioritize their education. You know, I mean, that was the most important thing in their life at that time. Well, it was probably something else, but that was something we needed to prioritize as a family. And I just epically failed at that. So looking back, I can see the selfish patterns that emerged. It wasn't about wanting to have a good time. It was really just prioritizing that obsession over the needs and feelings of others. And yet, paradoxically, I felt stretched thin as if everyone needed something from me. I believed that I was being selfless, like I was always on for everyone else, but I actually wasn't even present for everyone else. My support for others was hollow because I wasn't taking care of my own needs in a healthy way. So I can't rewrite the script of the past. I wish that I could. You know, um, I say this a lot. I'm not supposed to regret the past, and that's really, really challenging. Um, But I'm still working on that. I'm working on being grateful for how things did happen um, and trying to pull out what I learned from it instead and what maybe my kids learned from it instead. Um, It's challenging, though. It's really, really challenging. Um, So what I can do, though, is make living amends now, which is something that we do in my sobriety program. I have done a verbal amends um, for to my kids and to my mom and my boyfriend um, and other folks that that I recognized that I had deprioritized behind my drinking. Um, and I have a lot of years to to do this living amends. I. I recognize the order of my priorities now that taking care of myself is not a selfish thing. It's an essential thing. I can't be present for anyone if I'm not present for myself and engaging in my own self-care. That's very obvious to me, especially in my recovery now, in my stroke recovery um, you know, if I, if I wasn't taking care of myself really well, uh, 
before Christmas, I would not have been able to be present. Like, uh, just because of the pain, I wouldn't have been able to be there and and be enjoyable and and be helpful to them and engaged with with them. Um, but because I'm prioritizing my health, I, w- I had a pretty good Christmas. I did have some pain, but I'm doing the best that I can. Um, so, so how does this relate to kids going away to school and needing to be realigned when they come home? Well, just like our kids may need to be gently reminded of household ways when they return, we too in recovery need that realignment sometimes. The process of relearning how to live without alcohol involves reestablishing our basic routines, redefining our priorities, and rekindling relationships that may have been strained by our past behaviors. In my own life, I've come to see that realignment is not a one-time event, right? And neither it is, neither is it with our kids. It's ongoing, um, much like the daily practices of my recovery, going to meetings, and I'm constantly trying, I, I guess I'm constantly aligning myself. You know, I'm like, I'm on this road and I have to keep pulling myself between the, between the lines to make sure I don't fall off into the ditch. It's about maintaining the balance and ensuring that um, our new habits and healthier choices become as natural to us as things like doing the dishes or being considerate of your parents when they when you come home for a visit. So as parents, we guide our kids to become responsible and caring individuals. Similarly, in recovery, we guide ourselves to become responsible for our actions and care for our uh, well-being. It's not just about correcting what's gone awry, but also about nurturing a new way of living that's more attentive. Um, And just like with kids, it's done with love, not with judgment. Um, I think that's why my daughter would always be like, I don't need to be realigned. Um, we realign because we care and we want to do better. We want our kids to do better because we know deep down that we're helping them grow. So as, uh, as I navigate through the recovery process, I need to remember that, um, a little realignment now and then is necessary and, it is helping me grow. You know, it's a sign of growth that I'm still learning and still evolving every time I need to realign myself just a little bit. So as I wrap up, I want to encourage you to think about ways 
that you might need to realign things in your own life and where you need maybe a gentle nudge to get back on track. And that can be daily. You know, it can be just a small little acknowledgement um, when you're doing your meditation or you're doing any, you know, using any of these other tools in our toolbox. Um, it's never too late to make a little adjustment, to say you're sorry, to show up, um, and to be better than you were yesterday. So, um, again, to my kids, if you're listening, remember it's all done with love. And, and the same goes for our recovery community. <clears throat> I feel like we're all in this together and supporting each other um, through every step, whether it's uh, my sobriety network or my stroke survivor network. I feel like we're all just kind of this big group and we're just kind of shifting to the left and to the right and pulling forward and pulling back to just try to keep keeping ourselves aligned. So thank you for joining me today. Um, and so here's to being present and making amends and pouring from a cup that overflows. You know, I have to fill up my cup in order to, to pour over into somebody else's. So um, thanks for listening, and I will talk to you tomorrow. 